Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Josh. And this week, we'll probably have a short episode here as we don't have a game to recap, but we do have one to preview as Tech plays the University of Massachusetts Minutemen. Uh, Evan, you have something to tell me about how this team looks on paper? Do, do we have a game to preview? I mean, that kind of sums it up for UMass. They're really bad. I mean, there's no other way to say it. They're they're currently ranked 129th in the SP Plus out of 130. FPI gives Tech a 97% chance to win. I mean, this that's more than they gave us against Grambling, if I remember correctly and this is an fbs team so not yeah. good yeah and if you look at their schedule so far they opened up on the road against rustin high school i mean rutgers uh they lost 48 <laughs> to 21 probably would have been the same score had they played rustin high school uh after <laughs> that they played an fcs school who's rated 57th in fcs and smp plus southern illinois which I assume is somewhere in the southern part of Illinois. They lost that game <laughs> 45 to 20 to an FCS school at home. Yeah. Ouch. I mean, you could argue, okay, maybe you lose a close one to an FCS school and you catch you sleeping or whatever, but to lose 45 to 20 is insane. Then yeah. they go on the road to Charlotte, 109th in SCP Plus, lose that game 52 to 17. Ooh. After that, Coastal Carolina, 100th best in the country, lose that one 62 to 28. <laughs> Finally, yeah. they meet a match for their badness when they play the Akron Zips. And I'm sure I want to hear from Jake Altman later about calling Akron bad, but... <laughs> if you lose to UMass, you're bad, man. Yeah, it's... UMass beat Akron 37-29. That's oh, a bad team. And, oh, and just a man. fun fact, as I mentioned, UMass was ranked 129th in SP. Even after they beat Akron, Akron was still ranked 127th. <laughs> so <laughs> that's pretty funny, but... <laughs> yeah, and then this past week, while Tech was asleep on their bye week, UMass traveled to FIU, a team that we know pretty well because we played them a couple weeks ago UMass lost that game 44 to 0 oh man yeah yeah Walt Tech was out hunting slash almost getting eaten by rattlesnakes but we'll talk about that yeah, later I guess there are two different ways to do a bye week <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so the last time we saw the SP plus rankings which was actually ranked 96th SP plus does not really like Tech even though we're four and one but that would still make us the best team that UMass has played so far we talk about Tech's bad strength schedule but the next best team was Rutgers or Rustin High or whatever, but they're ranked 97th and Tech is ranked 96th. So, I mean, UMass is not good. I, I don't know how else to say it. We'll get into some numbers, but they've exclusively played bad teams and that's something you could say about Tech too, but UMass has been blown out at home and on the road by the, all the bad teams they've played. Akron, the lone exclusion here. Yeah, you brought up numbers. Josh, I know you have some advanced stats in front of you. Is there anything that kind of maybe makes UMass look a little better than what their record shows? Oh, uh, so, you know, let's see. UMass, um, I guess UMass's offense against our defense, they average about 4.6 yards per play. That's not terrible, you know, and Tech gives up about 5.2 yards per play. So that kind of maybe it's like what well, we, you know, sometimes joke about maybe Tech's defense would be the cure for the common offense UMass comes to play. But it's hard to see that really being a factor at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I don't even know like how to talk about that. I mean, during the race thing, we kind of all talked ourselves closer than when we started out, right? Nathan wasn't there, but uh, Matt, Josh, and Killed I really off. started out. <laughs> we really started out by saying like, oh man, Rice sucks. Rice this and that. Here's all the stuff. 
stats that back that up. And then by the end, we were like, yeah, Tech might win by seven. Yeah. <laughs> the big thing about Rice, though, was that they had played such a tough schedule. And it's easy yeah. to just judge based off of wins and losses. But especially early in the season, you really can't do that. UMass has played not great teams. They played about the same schedule as Tech minus Texas. And they've lost all of them except when they played Akron. There's yep. Every week, Evan and I write things for Blue Tech Blue. And I try to take some advanced stat or some stat somewhere and kind of say, hey, look, maybe this team is might scare you because they have this running back that averages this yards per carry or whatever. And I've been looking for UMass. I've had an extra week to prepare for this one, and I, I'm turning up nothing right now. Well, one thing, I mean, okay, so UMass, their offense, they're converting almost 40% of their third down. Huh. So that's that's number 62 in the nation. So that's, okay. that's not bad. <laughs> Barely top half there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tech like holds, I guess if I'm reading this correctly, their Tech's third down conversion rate or guess success on defense, they only allow about 34%. So, I mean, hmm. that's something. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, that's something. That is something. That is technically something. If we want to take a look at some of the more standard stats on offense, UMass averages 294 yards per game. That's both running and passing. That ranks 125th at the FBS level. Passing game, you probably wouldn't be able to guess that their average yards per game passing the ball is only 159 man that that's not a yeah. they had a couple games where they just didn't have success throwing that's an average across all six games they've played so far yeah and yeah. that's 117th in fbs yeah and, and they played three quarterbacks started the season out with this guy randall west who's i mean it, it, i think he's played in four of their six games it's not really great he's thrown 61 percent, which is okay but only 362 yards three touchdowns and two interceptions he got got suspended for the Akron game with a bunch of their players for missing curfew which it's like I mean they still beat Akron with like six of their players suspended by the way (laughs) (laughs) so sorry Jake uh anyway so they ended up going with this guy Andrew Brito who looked maybe a little bit better he's only played in two games and he's got 315 yards but he got concussed and also he's thrown an interception in all four appearances so like he started two games I think but he's thrown one interception in four games so even when he comes in for like you know a series he's not looking it's not making great decisions the football anyway they've also gone with mike curtis played pretty well 17 of 31 173 yards two tds and one pick but then they went with that same guy against fiu and he he really kind of sucked five for 19 six six yards and two picks and it's kind of self-explanatory but when you have a bad quarterback you tend not to have great wide receiver stats either no wide receiver has more than 200 yards receiving on the season or even more than one touchdown uh their leading wide receiver is zach simon who has 14 receptions 183 yards and one touchdown uh, josh do you have anything about uh their rushing attack on the other side of the coin yeah um you know it's not great they're about 93rd in the country uh in fbs excuse me uh so 134 yards per game that's not you know downright terrible but it's not good um they're led by bilal alley is that is that how you pronounce it I don't probably know. probably Bilal if i had Bilal? to guess but i don't know anyway 76 rushes 377 yards three touchdowns so about five per carry that's not bad you know you can't ask yeah. for much more considering everything else that team i guess yeah i mean with how bad they are and they don't have a passing game it's actually pretty impressive anyway that this guy's carrying the ball five yards per carry he's kind of like the only bright spot that they have and it's not that bright you know it's, it's uh maybe a dim light bulb but it, <laughs> there's I mean, some light there <laughs> That's the best part of UMass's offense is, you know, the rushing. They average about, all things considered, 4.6 yards per carry. It's not terrible. It's good for 87 in the country. 
on that end, at least uh, according to SP Plus. But man, it'll be interesting because, you know, we've seen Tech against a team like this before where I don't know if UMass wants to run the ball or if that's what they're kind of not terrible at, I guess would be the best way to describe it. But when we played Bowling Green, we were able to pretty effectively bottle them up. Uh, so I wonder if, if that'll be a point of emphasis this week as well. Yeah, I quickly pulled up because we did an, a preview at the beginning of the season, kind of opponent by opponent, especially for some of the teams that we don't see a lot. So we don't really know about someone like UMass. And I'm just going to read it real quick. The Minutemen returned to wrestling with a different coach than last time that we saw them in 2016. Walt Bell now leads the UMass program. And as, as a young offensive minded coach, he would probably be getting compared to Sean McVay if this were the NFL. And uh, with the offensive numbers they've been putting up this year, I don't think anyone's going to be comparing him to Sean McVay. So swing and a miss oh, on that man. one. But on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball, it doesn't look any better. The Minutemen are allowing 529 yards per game, which is 129th oh. in FBS. 285 yeah, that, passing, which better than that's 116th <laughs> in the country. That's eh, So I mean, there are 14 teams worse than them in that. So that's yes, nice. that's. <laughs> um, but then back down to 127th in the nation when it comes to rushing with 244 yards per game allowed. Is there anyone on the defensive ball that looks special, Evan? Uh, I mean, they've got a linebacker, Cole McCubry. McCubry, I'm not sure. 25 solo tackles, 48 total, and I believe he had a uh, forced fumble, too. The defense only has eight sacks, yeah. though, total, which actually might be better tech. I don't really know. But uh, no one on the team has more than one, so there's not really a threat there. But I will say Isaiah Roger, uh, he's a cornerback who's got three interceptions on the year, so Jamar will need to watch out. He seems to be a little bit more of a ball hawk than some of the other players we've we've seen line up against our wide receivers so far this season. Yeah, I counted it up real quickly. Tech has seven and a half sacks on the season so far. So that yeah, just barely worse than the UMass. Well, that's not great. Stat line. <laughs> yeah, we found another slightly brighter light bulb for the Minutemen. <laughs> so let's go ahead. Next part of this, we ask, how can Tech win this game? Uh, we'll start with you, Josh. How can Tech beat the 129th team in the country? Man, I mean, it shouldn't be too difficult. But I mean, we all saw what happened against Rice last week. But just play your game. I mean, don't change anything crazy for UMass. Just do what we normally do. Run the ball well. Let Jamar pass. Don't go ultra conservative. And, you know, that should be enough to win. Yeah. Evan, what do you think? I think we need to have Justin Henderson rush six times and not pass the ball at all. <laughs> just not a single time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I want to see Justin have a game. I think that he should against a team that's allowing 244 rushing yards game. You know, Justin Henderson, I, I would love to see Dancy get involved too, have a little bit more of an impact in the in the run game. And I think I saw that Tucker has returned to practice, but we're not sure how he's doing with his uh, mono, which he actually did have mono. I think we joked about that a few weeks ago but he yeah, actually right. does so um so apologies Oops. for joking about that but uh <laughs> yeah i think you know defensively just hold umass down like put your put your foot on their neck man they, they can't do anything don't let them and then offensively like josh said play the game i would like to see us establish a run game and i think that if we do that we'll have you know we don't need carlos henderson to have 326 yards to umass so and five right. touchdowns but fun, you know it might be nice to see like hardy come out and double his total output for this season so far Maybe Isaiah Graham too. It's not exactly the highest bar, but yeah, I'm just kind of rambling right now. So Nathan, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, we made the comparison to Rice earlier, and Rice was one of these teams that seemed not to be very good, and they kind of came in and surprised us. They kind of gave UAB a fight for their life last night as well, and that nine and a half hour battle or whatever it was. But <laughs> Tech can win this game by playing their game. They can win this game. Really, they could be run heavy or pass heavy and could probably win either way. UMass does have Isaiah Rogers, that cornerback that looks good. 
but he has three picks when playing some of the worst teams in, in college football. We keep winning these close games, and the idea is like we're playing these bad teams, and why don't we just, like Evan said, step on their necks, do whatever, blow them out, have these kind of games. This is kind of our last chance for it this year, I think. We still have UTSA and UTEP and, and probably a couple other ones where we have the opportunity, but if we can't get to the point where we pull our starters at the start of the fourth quarter against UMass, we're not going to have that opportunity this year. Yeah, I mean, this team did just lose to FIU 44 to nothing. So, like, we beat FIU, right? So, like, we should be able to to do better so and that answer kind of straddles both lines of how can tech win and how can tech lose but we'll go ahead and jump into the second one evan how can tech lose this game oh man uh turn the ball over seven times i don't know like i genuinely don't see a path like against rice we could all kind of talk ourselves into like well rice is really hungry they've looked good against baylor you know like umass hasn't looked good except against akron and they didn't even look that great against akron but akron's just you know not great either (laughs) So that, you know, but like, gosh, I mean, obviously any given day you could lose to any team like like UMass lost to a team that's ranked in the middle of the pack in FCS, right? They shouldn't have done that, but they did. They got blown out by them. I just uh, I think it would have to be like the perfect storm of like, like I said, like Jamar throws five interceptions and Henderson fumbles four times. Like then we lose like 21 to 20 or something like that. But I, I don't see any other way. What about you, Josh? Man, I've been looking at it and I just yeah, I guess tech just falls apart completely and Jamar starts throwing picks left and right and Henderson can't hold on to the ball. That's And we just give UMass more opportunities to score than we do. It, it really just seems real hard to convince myself into finding a way for Tech to lose. It's tough. I have an answer of how I think Tech can lose, and I think it's injury. We yeah. saw what happened when we took out Jamar one of the games earlier this year. We had Weston Elliott come out and immediately throw an interception. Yeah, but Aaron Allen looked good. Yeah, and Aaron Allen does look good. That's also not too hard of a dig on Weston Elliott. Like, people throw interceptions. It's part of the sport. I'm not expecting every time he drops back to throw an interception or whatever. Yeah, and that's tough, too, to come off the bench. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so, and it would be tough in this situation, too, where you have an injury or whatever. If Jamar goes down, and I, I liked how Austin, or what was his name? Austin Allen? Aaron Allen. Aaron yeah. Allen. I liked how Aaron <laughs> Allen looked off the bench. I'm just bad at names right now. Too I how many sports in Nathan's yes. brain. Exactly. All fighting for attention. I'm surprised I still have a voice left after last week but our quarterback play looked decent behind Jamar but if that's how those turnovers can happen if we put people in positions not ready to play in and that may be and I hope it's not (laughs) like usually I hope Tech doesn't lose the game but I really hope it's not because of injury our next segment we talk about players to watch but really the only two that we could come up of when we were putting together our prep for this episode was the running back by Lyle Alley and the cornerback Isaiah Rogers both of which we've already kind of talked about so let's go ahead and just do our final predictions Evan how do you see this game going uh man I I mean uh, this this may come off as weird for for listeners or for tech fans after watching us barely beat rice and really get kind of lucky in beating rice but like gosh i just feel like we're gonna win this game like 52 to 10 or something like that man like i know that doesn't make sense with how we've looked at all this year but like you said nathan this is kind of the last game before we get into like we play southern miss next week and we play you know we play conference games from here on out and and yeah there are some teams in our conference we should blow out too but like as somebody said last week conference games are are more important to both teams so you know when our goal is to win the conference and everybody's goal is conference it's tough to beat other teams by that much but i just i can't see us losing this game i can't see this game being close at halftime or anything this this should be easier than grambling so I, i'm gonna go 52 to 10 all right josh are you that optimistic i'm 
Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty optimistic that Tech wins pretty big. Uh, I don't know about 52 to 10, but I, we Tech should score 40 easily. Maybe like a 45-17 kind of game. I know we're not going to do what FIU did, shut out UMass. I don't remember the last time Tech football shut out another team. Yeah, we got uh, pretty close with Bowling Green. Pretty close. 2011 against the New Mexico State, maybe? Maybe, yeah. It's been a while, yeah. you know. We we haven't been that kind of team recently. And, yeah. I mean, we beat the brakes off of SMU a couple of years back, and that was, you know, probably the closest since Bowling Green as well. But yeah, I think I think Tech wins probably about forty five seventeen. It should they should win pretty big. I'm I'm pretty optimistic. It's kind of funny you picked those numbers because Massey predicts Tech to win forty four to seventeen. You mentioned the defense not shutting anybody out, and I think that's a, a victim of the Ben don't break. And I'm really tired of both saying and hearing that term. A defense where it, sometimes you allow some points, sometimes when drives continue for long enough, you end up with points on the opposing scoreboard. But UMass just isn't good. So many different things have to go wrong for UMass to even have a chance in this game. Evans saying that fifty points sounds high to me when I first heard it, but Tech scored forty three against FIU and FIU is a much better team than Massachusetts and so I yeah I guess I'll go 56 but I'll 56 for Tech and I'll say I'll say 24 for UMass because I think we take our foot off the pedal and at least defensively and allow a couple garbage time scores but also they may start the game off a little hotter than we really want them to because that seems also to happen sometimes I'm not sure how factual this is but it seems like we've allowed score on every opening drive of this season does that sound accurate i know bowling green did it that was their only score rice, rice scored on their first two texas did texas did i'm pulling up the play by plays uh grambling did not they okay went oh, yeah, on fourth grambling down. Was shut out grambling was yeah. shut out in the first half but they did drive all the way down to red yes. so the point is we've allowed big drives beginning of each game so yeah it wouldn't surprise me at all to see umass come out and take a seven nothing lead at the beginning and for us to be like well but also they're allowing 46.7 points per game just so clear on uh you know so 52 is maybe a a little bit of a uh yeah maybe i'm just i'm just saying tech's a little bit better than the opponents they've played which is true according to our advanced metrics but anyway but it's not like skip to run up the score either so no of, of course not unless um, it's a bowl game true not not in the past couple way anyway. I mean, we beat umass like 56 to 21 back in 2016 so um and that was in gillette stadium yeah, so we'll just have to find out saturday yep <laughs> yep all right so now we move forward to our tweet of the week evan you got something for us yeah so uh, so like i kind of alluded to earlier most teams when you're on your bye week i guess kind of rest up maybe watch football games uh you know hang out with the boys or whatever you know maybe maybe get some time in with the misses um, uh, offense captain Bobby Holly went out and uh, was he appears to have been hunting he's wearing all camouflage and there's a rattlesnake that is as tall as him I think it's a rattlesnake anyway he's holding it up he's he has murdered it and uh, he, he's holding it up and it's as, it's as long as he is I don't think it's a murder murdered it so, so okay like manslaughter i guess i don't know <laughs> snake slaughter it's a snake slaughter yeah, I, I don't... <laughs> so anyway kurt hester the tech strength and conditioning coach says was supposed to go squirrel hunting with fullback bobby holly instead went sat in a tree stand needless to say i was safer <laughs> <laughs> and then i retweeted from our account and i, I said uh bobby reptile killer holly coming for you uab yeah so <laughs> so fun times in the forest i mean what else are you going to do if you don't have a football game to play well, snakes 
go kill snakes. <laughs> but luckily this week, Tech does have a football game. And so that means this week there is a Go Tech Please Don't Die contest. Evan, you want to tell us about this week's contest? Yeah, so I thought maybe this week instead of giving a preview of, I want to get you guys thoughts on how do you approach the question like how many points will your winning team win by? Um, is it just straight up you make a prediction and then you say, okay, well, I said 56-24, so I'm going to do, you know, 32 points? Or is it something else? Nathan? Yeah, I usually end up going, brought up Massey ratings already. I'll go to S&P Plus. I'll go to FPI. I'll go to a bunch of different places that already kind of have predictions and kind of see what they're saying. And a lot of times they're right around the same kind of general number. And then I feel if I'm being more, okay, no, Tech will do really well on this one or won't. I'll add a few points or take away a few. But that's kind of generally how I get to that answer. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I do pretty much the same thing. I'll go look at the spreads, you know, check the over under and if I feel like it, we're much better than these teams, you know, I'll like, you know, I'll, I'll bump up my my the spread I answer with, and you know, for some team like Rice, I probably would have, you know, brought it down a little bit because it's like, oh, Tech's gonna play a weird one here. I know that's coming, so things like that. Yeah, and I think for me, like. I'll pretty much go with my gut, you know, for rice, for example, I, I think I picked tech by 10 and I felt like we were going to win by more than that. But I said like, well, you know, if I'm wrong though, I still want to score points. So that's kind of how I do it. Like, you know, even if I think tech is going to win by seven, I'll pretty much always put it, bump it up 10. Cause if I pick seven, I'm not going to score any points for, uh, for like if they ended up winning by 17 or more, but if I pick 10, I'll still get one. So I, I kind of try to couch it in like, well, I want to get at least one point. <laughs> Well, that battle wraps it up for this week's Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can check us out on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. You can also go to our blog for more information about the contest or to do the contest or read any of the other stuff we write throughout the year. Uh, football, basketball, baseball, all kinds of things. That's at gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I'm Paul Revere. <laughs> and Tech, please, please go. Please don't die. We like Paul Revere. He's, he's a good minute. He's a good minute, man. Probably the best one there ever was. <laughs>so that guy certainly is you know in six games uh gosh math 48 divided by six is what guys a little i'm, I'm not helping you eight? i don't know I don't <laughs> you do guys math. do math for a living man come on it's uh, 5.75 5. 5. okay anyway right? uh